Welcome to the like Destiny Podcast. Holy Spirit. We really have no need of teachers anymore. Um, so I'll just make myself redundant today. And seriously, we just want to look to you. Ha, and wherever we... Just, once again, just want to give all... I don't mean this in a... Uh, in an idolizing way, but where we, where we have people in our lives that we've elevated um, above others. Um, thank you for, for the wisdom that you give into all of us and just for that anointing that is on some people to explain things so clear, so good. Thank you for that. Um, but where we don't want to look to prophets to hear from you, but to you. We also don't want to look to teachers to receive wisdom. I want to look to you, Dad. We don't, we don't want to have somebody's interpretation of who they think you are. But, Dad, we have you. Holy Spirit, we have the, the Spirit of the Father. We have the Spirit of Christ that testifies to our spirit of who you are and just unveils you more and more each day and unveils us in your lights more and more each day. It's, it's mind-blowing. So I thank you that um, we get to learn from you. We get to learn from each other. Hey... The Holy Spirit, that you're the one that teaches us. It says, even at night, my heart instructs me. It's incredible that you're the one that reveals truth to us. Constantly, more and more and more. You're so good. We're so safe in your arms. And uh, well, we've asked the why question for the wrong reasons. Again, I'm just, I'm sorry. Where it's about keeping faith or... Um, trying to look smart or being puffed up. Sorry. The only why question that I want, I want answering is anything to do with getting to know you better, experiencing you. So that, because my dad said so, is, is a genuine, satisfying answer to our hearts and our minds. Who he is good. Do you know that? Seriously, through and through. And that is that is a revelation that uh, will hopefully in a good way haunt us for the rest of our lives. Chase us down his goodness. Um Everything that we've done this morning is pointing to this one thing, is sharing testimonies. Now, if you grew up in a church, in any sort of church setting, that is a, that's a very Christian thing to do. Let me share my heart. Nobody says that when you go for coffee with your mates. In the pub, you don't share your heart. You know, now hear my heart. I just want to say that nobody says this. Nobody's interested in sharing but everybody is very happy telling stories um we've 
so just just because you know we we use words like oh testimonies don't don't just think oh this has to be in a context of i don't know ha huh, this this church setting yeah it doesn't have to be in a context of i destiny either it it has to actually in fact be more in the context of a pub than anywhere else or around the dinner table um or or when you go for a walk it's just like let me tell you this story because this story contains something of the goodness of God that in not so many words, but if you have eyes to see, if you have ears to hear, you're going to be able to grasp onto the same truth that I'm living in right now. And that's the power of testimonies. Um, Revelation 19.10 says, For the spirit of Jesus is, is the test, uh, for the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. And it's this thing that whenever I testify of Jesus, or, or the other way around, every prophetic word, everything that, everything that is, even in the slightest prophetic, actually testifies about Jesus. But everything that, that every testimony that I have about Jesus is a prophetic word for the world out there. It's this invitation that... Um, if he's done it for one, he can do it for all. So this is who my Jesus is. In, in Romans and in Acts, well, it's one's Peter, one's Paul, but they say God is no respecter of persons. He's no, he, he doesn't have, he doesn't have favorites in, in, in that. Or he has just favorites, if you want to put it that way. But it's, Genuinely, genuinely, genuinely. And we, I know there's a, there is a stewarding the anointing right. And some people really are stewarding their anointing and their call better than others. That's not what I'm talking about. It's this genuine affection that Father God has for us. And the, out of the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. So what is God saying over you? When his heart for this, when the overflow of his heart is affection for you. The only thing that's coming out there is just cheering on is, come on, this is, I'm so excited. I believe in you more than you do. It's, it's this constant going forward. It's this constant testifying of a greater tomorrow than you're living in right now. This is me trying to teach my daughter to ride her bike and she's freaking out. And I know because I know it's going to happen that tomorrow she will be able to do this without my help. She doesn't know that right now because all she can see is it's wobbling and I don't like it and I'm freaking out. And I'm prophesying to her because I can see tomorrow already and saying, trust me, this is where we're going to be. This is what's inside of you. You don't know it. You don't. You don't live in this reality yet. But I can see this already and this is what your dad says constantly over you and you you're just throwing all the yeah but yeah but yeah but back to god he's like he's almost deaf to that stuff he's like i don't care what you're saying it's and and then we're back to actually the proper response to jesus is just yes it's what mary said let it be unto me according to your word actually the only acceptable mirror that I look at myself in is his eyes. 
that is the only thing. And so, so this, is, this is what I am literally doing with my kids. When they're freaking out about something, I grab them, their heads, and I make them look at me. And I remind them, it's like, do you, do you know that I love you? Yes. Do you know that I will protect you? Yes. And especially Emma, she's wincing and, and just whining. And it's like, it's like, Emma, look at me. This, I know you can do this, but we just need to have this eye contact because you, you are right now, you're believing a lie about how I'll be around you because you are not believing that I will be. First of all, you're not believing a word I'm saying about your tomorrow. You're not believing a anything I'm saying about how I am going to be in the situation toward you right now. And I need to remind you, this is not an angry, oh, you're the worst child on the planet. You know, all these years, all the sleepless nights, all the changing nappies, and this is the thanks I get. You're not believing. That's not in me. It's a genuine reminding her of who I am. And this is what God does sometimes. It's like, look at me, look at me. Because right now you're freaking out about all this stuff that, Yes, this is real. Yes, the pavement will hurt when you fall off your bike. Yes, the bushes will hurt when you ride into them. But I'm your dad. This, all this is taken care of by me being present, full stop. And even more so, tomorrow, none of this will actually be an issue anymore. I love this. So he testifies to me already about my tomorrow. It's this, it's this prophetic aspect of this is who Jesus is. Like, oh. This is why we go through the names of God, because it's not just a, um, a nice little theological exercise. This is, this is him testifying and therefore prophesying to you into your future. But I am your healer, but I am your provider, but I am the one that comforts you, but I am the one that is always for you. I am the one that sees you when you feel all alone or left. It's, I am. This is him prophesying into everything. God is no respecter of of a person. And and seriously, this this is it. If he's done it for one, he can actually wants to do it for all. This is this is it. But it's up to you whether you grab this testimony or not. It really is. That that is, I I truly believe that is the only difference between People like Bill Johnson, Heidi Baker, and all our other heroes, and not them, is they heard testimonies and they believed. In a sense that they said, okay, if this is, if, if God's done it for them, this is mine too. Yeah? And they didn't allow all the things that would, all the lies that would disqualify or excuse them from that same breakthrough. To, to to come in between that, yeah, but uh, yeah, but uh, yeah, but me, mm, uh, no, it's like if this is happening, this is my thing. This is what Peter did. You know, Jesus said, um, you know, unless you unless you left your mother, your father, your houses, your brothers, just and but if you've done that, you're gonna get a great reward in the in the life to come, but in the present one as well. And then Peter's like, Lord, Lord, we we've done this. That was that was the ooh. You're promising us something. And Peter's like, this, this is for me. And this is good. This is not a... Stop running up. Altar calls are a funny thing anyways. But, but that's not one. It's not... Oh, 
open for debate right now in this session. For, for the point of, of this thing, altar calls are good, okay? Run up to every, everything there is. Do you want this? Do you want that? Yes. Why would you ever say no to, would you like something from God? Yeah? I'm not talking about beating yourself up, altar call, I'm the worst sinner, come and repent again. That's not, but this, who, just, I don't know, raise your hand if you want more of this, more of that. You can say, oh, I've got the fullness of God. Sure you do. But if he offers you more of 100%, take it. it. Take it. Why would you ever say, nah, I'm good. Like, oh. This is it. I read this in Psalm 70, wherever it was, 8 this morning. Um, and and Psalm 145, it says as well, that one generation shall testify to another generation. One ge- to the, the children that have not known that they will hear and believe that this is who God is. And it's this thing of... Um, I am... The best way for me to describe this is when I share testimonies, I am opening a door in... I'm building a door in the spirit. This is a... This is a breakthrough. This is a room in the house of God that I have taken possession of. That I just... I just live in this. Hazani just lives in this room of peace. There's just no anxiety. There's no, it's just rest. She lives in this thing. And, uh, and every time she prophesies, every time she testifies of, uh, why, why would I even worry about this? I, I don't understand why people worry about that. Don't they know how good their father is? She's testifying. She's building a door. That it's your choice whether you want to open this door and walk into the same room that she lives in. It's yours. That's what testimonies are for. Testimonies are not so we can look good for two minutes on a Sunday morning behind the mic. Testimonies is me building something so you can enter into the same breakthrough that I have. This is what a testimony is for. A testimony, if you want to go all sci-fi, a testimony is a portal from your reality into mine. That's what a testimony is. And I can do this, but you're the one that, and this is then where we get tricky with faith, but forget that all now. Through faith, you are the one that can enter into that. However you want to define that for now. Yeah? But it's still your choice saying yes, rather than, ah, this is not for me. This door is just, nah, or nah, I don't want it. No. Does it make sense? That's why when we tell stories, it's not just... For goodness sake, stop telling me stories. No, it's like keep telling me more stories. Keep this is what I loved about just ten years ago when I first listened to Bill Johnson, him telling me stories of ordinary people living extraordinary lives. And what that did for me is just like building one frame after another. Just like, and here's another story. And here's another story from Bob and from Billy and from Joe and from Tina and from all the people that I will never meet, that will never have podcasts. They're just normal people. Yeah. But this is the story that they have. And this is your door to go through if you want to. Grab it. So when we, when we, our leaders meeting on a Monday afternoon, we start with, tell me your stories. 
Yesterday, we started, last night, we started with, tell me your stories. Because this is the context out of which we need to make every other decision then. It's this, I need to allow you to come into the breakthrough that I'm living in, being conscious of, this is who our God is. So whatever obstacle there is, come on. And if you have a big obstacle, I'm telling you, you need to find yourself a testimony. So whatever the big obstacles are, financial difficulties, physical health difficulties, relational difficulties, it doesn't matter. Find yourself a testimony of somebody that has walked through that already. Because that testimony is going to be the door that you need to get into this place. Now, Holy Spirit can do this however he wants to. That's, you know, I'm not saying this is, this is the only way. But this is, this is why we have community. Again, 1 Corinthians 14 where Paul says, when we come together, each one of us has something. Why? For the edification of the church. It's like what I'm bringing is going to do you well. Like, honestly. And it disqualifies us from just showing up on a Sunday. I don't have the right anymore to just, nah, you know, well, come on out, who cares? No. If you, it's this thing of, I, I am looking for ways where you can paint those doors. We can build those doors in the spirit for me to walk through. But I'm also being very aware that I have some doors that I need to build for you to walk through. And this has nothing to do with, with being proud or feeling superior or trying to have a, you know, the one-upmanship or, you know, you healed four people. Let me tell you about five people that got healed. It's not that. It's the, just, uh, if you have a story about five people, tell me. Yeah? Because if my reality is my anointing runs out after four, I need to walk through the door that leads to five. And it's not like that. But you know what I mean. It's this thing of just... And, and especially in the British culture, we're so polite. Oh. Because we're, so, we're worried that my testimony is going to embarrass you. It's like, so I'd rather just not say anything, downplay it, and then we all feel at least comforted in feeling rubbish altogether about the fact that nobody gets healed yeah rather than you standing up and saying i all of you guys seem to be feeling rubbish but here's a door that could fix this issue let me tell you about this one story and this is scary this is vulnerable because now you're inviting people into this is not just your story out there this is your story in here and you're inviting people into your house and people could completely they could walk into this room yeah, stay figuratively with me and not like the decor they don't like the carpet they don't like the way they even think this whole room is silly yeah and that will hurt and that'll you'll feel embarrassed and that'll bring up all sorts of fear of man and other issues but man it's your room nonetheless yeah seriously and there is this a genuine danger this is what vulnerability is all about it is the most powerful thing when it comes to relationship. It is so completely disarming. But a cynic will always find a way to hurt you in that. Oh, it will happen. You know, just welcome to relationships. Welcome to life. Especially welcome to leadership. 
Because good leaders will be able to lead vulnerable. And we'll be able to come with some of the painful reactions from people to God and say, I, I don't know what happened. It's like that was, that was a genuine me building the door and they just stabbed me right in the heart. Uh, okay, but so maybe, you know, Jesus, he was careful who he shared his heart with. That was, that was a genuine like, guys, you're not asking in order to get to know me. You're asking so you can find a way to accuse me. So I'm not going to play that game. But he didn't just shut down full stop. Yeah? He's just like, you won't get it. But to you, let me tell you. Um, but I know very few people that can make that differentiation. Because actually, once we shut down, we shut down. We don't really know how to be open with you and not be open with you. So, so my suggestion, and this is not me saying run into an open knife out there, but I would say if in doubt, keep your heart open. Yeah? That, that don't, don't use any spiritual excuse to, yeah, well, Jesus was protecting his heart, so I'm going to protect mine too. But in fact, you're just building this massive wall around you, and now nobody gets to see who you are. Back to testimonies. Tell your testimonies. One generation shall testify to another. And we can see this when it worked, and we can see when it didn't work in history. And, uh, and it's... It, it is that. And we're back to... Do you remember this, the stones of remembrance? Joshua taking the 12 stones out of when they crossed the river? That's that when little Johnny is asking his dad, Dad, what are those stones for? What are we building? What cases are we building? What stories are we... Because we like telling... I don't, it is a weird thing in our culture, but we like telling stories that end bad. There's, there's even like... Oh yeah, let me tell you, when I my, my car broke down, you never be like, Oh yeah, let me tell you when I arrived safely. Because that's not much of a story, is it? It's only a story if something bad happens. That's what the news is all about. And then us coming in there and just saying, But, but I have a story where... The petrol didn't run out. But I have a story where food didn't run out. But I have a story where that person didn't die. But I have a story where there was no cancer. This is... So in the midst of... Oh, my auntie's got some bad news. This is, this is not happening at the coffee shop, at the pub. You know, people just telling stories. Oh, you know, just, I'm, I'm really worried about... You know, there's this happening. And oh, you know, my boss is always, you know, my neck with this. I have a story of reconciliation between people. Just being able to, in that moment, you build a door and see who wants to walk through this. Some people will, some people won't. But this is what testimonies is all about. Yeah? So, if, and this is... If what I have just said is actually going to sink in the way you're going to interact on a Sunday is going to change. The way you're going to interact in our leaders' meetings, in our KFCs, is going to change. Because you're not going to wait for somebody to ask you to tell a story. Yeah? If somebody asks you, you're not going to ah, oh, sorry, um, uh, no, somebody else first. Not, that will be for yourself to see, actually, where, where do you live in this 
testimony culture. It's Wednesday morning. Um, you're made to be a spiritual carpenter. You always have your door ready. Yeah? And uh, you just need the permission to just, I don't know, be allowed to show me the door. Yes! I've got one here. In fact, I've got two for you to walk through. Rather than, oh, I'm completely unprepared. Uh, and in fact, I, I don't think I have any doors at the moment. That's most of the time, that's what we do. Anybody, some good news? Anybody, share some testimonies? And then there's like this awkward silence. Don't make eye contact with the person that has just asked because then, then you. But if this is what's happening inside of you, you're not living in this reality just yet. You're not. I'm begging you for my sake. I'm serious now. I am missing out if you're chickening out. I am. But so are you. If, if, if I, for whatever reason, disqualify my door frame or myself from even building one or think, oh, this is just a little midget door. Who needs that one? You are going to miss out because this is a breakthrough that is yours to inherit through me that you'll never get to experience in this moment. I'm not saying God cannot do it any other way, but right now there was an invitation and it's almost like the Pharisees where Jesus says, you know, you refuse to go through the door, but you actually keep everybody from walking through that as well. And that's a very dangerous thing. And then we realize that everything that we do in our lives, everything that we experience in our lives, the universe actually does not revolve around us. But there is this beauty in living for something that's greater than us. And so my breakthrough is not mine to even decide whether I should or shouldn't share it. This has been given to me for the benefit, for the edification of the church. Yeah? This is... And, and now, now we're back at stewarding. Because when I can steward this well, man, my dad's going to give me so many doors for you to walk through. If I, if I bury that door... He's going to ask somebody else to share their doors and give them more doors. This is not a, oh, he's mean, or he's, you know, this is just a genuine. Uh, you and I, that relationship between you and him is never on the line. But it's, do you, do you see yourself ministering into something greater than you? Or is it just you, everything revolves around me, and if I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't have to. And, then, and that's absolutely okay. God's never going to make you. But honestly, I truly believe these are not just the only things, but people like Heidi Baker or Bill Johnson, they were the ones that chose to share that one story. Bill, you told me that story. Honestly, if you listen to his podcast from 10 years ago, he tells the same story over and over and over again. Today he doesn't have to because there's so many. Back then he had one door. And man, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to invite anyone and everyone to walk through this door. You heard this again? Don't worry. Here it is. Do you want to walk through? This is, this is the only door I have? I'm going to talk about it. It's not like, ah, uh, this is the second conference. I can't, I can't tell the same story again. Of course you can. 
Honestly, this is what true stewardship is all about. You share your testimony. And if God gives you another one, you've got two to share. Yeah? But until he gives you the second one, you share the first one. And you share it with all your heart. And you share it at any and every opportunity. Amen? Don't wait. For, yeah. You get my point. I'm hoping, though, that you get it in here. Because it's going to change the way you interact at the pub, in the coffee shop, at the dinner table. Everywhere. On a Sunday. Just, it'll change. Because there's something inside of you. And, and I love this. As, as silly as it may look at times when we get our kids to share about their breakthroughs with, I get to ride my bike without the stabilizers. Yeah? It's not about the stabilizers. It's about the sharing the victory. And us participating in this. And other kids, honestly, on that level, other kids thinking, she can do this. Mom, I, I, I want to try riding my bike without stabilizers. This is what it is. And if they grew up in this, sharing testimonies is just going to be part of life. And this is exactly what we do. You go back to your dad and say, Dad, I, I would like to try to ride my bike without stabilizers. You know, that person that got healed, I'd like to see that through my own hands as well. Yes, I know. I'm ready for this day. Yeah? So Holy Spirit, here we are. Uh, and I'm sorry for where we kind of kept so many doors closed that people built for us in the Spirit because for whatever reason. We want to change the way we think that actually the only acceptable answer is, yes, I'm going to go through this. And every testimony that we have, I'm sorry for, for where we, I don't know, diminished it or, or just thought less of it because of whatever criteria we have. We want to honor you and what you've done in our lives. And that is a testimony we want to share. This is our testimony. This is our door. Dad, and I thank you that you've given us the privilege to invite other people into the same breakthrough that we walk in. Amen. Thank you for listening to the iDestiny podcast. For further information, check out www.idestiny.org.uk.